Six minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Our number, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Our website, Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com. Speedy, Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, all here today. Eddie Van Adler has the live YouTube for you, along with Jalen Fruithurst. You could have a My daddy calls me Pumpkin, taking phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussy. <laughs> Glad to be here, Rick. Thank you, and thank everybody for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Still to come, Ben Carson will be with us on the program today, and the wonderful Will of Meat could spin at any time. Also, Greg and and his some of his buddies from over Calhoun County Way spent the day yesterday with Gary, the bulldozer man. Hmm. I'm searching for Gary, but Greg can tell us about that coming up, too. And Speedy did accomplish all he set out to do yesterday for his family in Huntsville and Bob, I know you had a busy day yesterday as well. Rick, we spent, uh, uh, when I say most of the day, I meant most of the day and part of the night in beautiful Opelika, Alabama yesterday. Uh, I want to thank the coaches and everyone there at Opelika High School for hosting us at the Calhoun Tennis Center. We had our sectional tennis tournament, and uh, we had kids from Opelika, Homewood, Ben Russell, Pell City, Oxford, Shades Valley, Chelsea, and Briarwood all competing yesterday, and when I say it was a day full of tennis, Rick, I'm in a day yes, full of tennis. Yes, baby. So uh, we're very fortunate. The Briarwood team is moving on to state, and the runner-up was Pell City. They'll also get to move on to state to state next week. Yeah. But anyway, a lot of, lot of listeners to the show, and we appreciate that. Always good to see you guys out there. The um, Yeah, I was um, – and it, what was interesting is uh, because, you know, it, it, it just like the things I've talked about and laughed about, about how I ended up being a lacrosse coach, anything is possible. But you uh, you ran into Greg's son-in-law who works at Oxford High School. And, you know, sometimes when you take a certain a certain position, they, mm-hmm. they will assign you other jobs. Other jobs. With and in his case, he has been assigned the tennis team. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that, that Riley's ever – been around tennis much, well, but yeah. Riley's come a long way, Rick. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's learned a lot this year. Yeah, and, uh, I, I think he probably, as he stood under the shade tree, tree with you, probably for Riley yesterday to lose was probably also to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. let me tell you, Oxford played great though. He he uh, he he's almost ready. got to go to Mobile. Yeah. So, uh, and I know he's sick about that today. <laughs> well, you know, I told him I said he's he's come a long way. He may want to look at giving up basketball and just focusing on tennis. Yeah, yeah. I, probably not. But yeah, that's it. But the, <laughs> said, oh, that's what I said to him. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah so, but no, we did get to hang out a little bit. He's mm-hmm. he's fine, young man. Greg's lucky to have him in the family. Yep. Did you did you talk to him at all about what it's like to be Greg's son? Uh, we. You know what? Uh, surprisingly, or maybe not, yesterday with the length of the tournament, uh, we got to spend you know quite a bit of time talking on the shade tree. Yeah. So you know that was good about the Calhoun Tennis Center. It's very there's a lot of trees. It's very shady. So <laughs> it was very comfortable, and my lips were still burnt so bad from Tuesday. When we had the girls' sectional tournament at Briarwood, I couldn't whistle to call the dog right now. You no, know, no, so, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated that shade yesterday. I watched, but they're such great hosts down there. The guys at, at Opelika do a great job. Yeah, I they're was, always fun. I was watching the um, the time stamps, and uh, mm-hmm. and they, it was ugly. Well, and it yeah. was, and, and as I said, I haven't I seen your Marco Polo, but I know it's out there. Well, yeah, I I told y'all it it was nothing compared to Speedy being on the interstate no. going the wrong way. No, you know, close to midnight. No, N- ain't even in that category. But for me, it was it was not good. It right. was not good at all. Yeah. So, 
Well, you seem kind of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed today. Well, I've been up a while. That's why. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's going to hit him tomorrow. It's almost lunch. Right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, something about you, Marco, and from the bed, shirtless. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, precious, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> oh boy. Get ready. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. I um, Terry's like, who is that? Is that Bubba? Honey, you shouldn't see this. Don't look. I pull the covers. Yeah. yeah. The uh, I, I do. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. See, I'm so sleepy. I'm just trying to get to the bed, and uh-huh. then I realize I need to comment on something. And yeah. Then, right. Well, it was interesting because uh, Betty was in the shot with me last time, remember? Yeah. Well, we couldn't see her, but we heard her voice. You're getting out of of hand, Bub. Greg, did Riley talk to you about him and Bubba hanging out in the show? I haven't had a chance to speak to Riley, but I'm sure he will tell me about it. Now, I bet he got some good knowledge from Bubba. Oh, we, been we at this had a good game conversation. I told Rick, I said, I, he's doing so well with tennis, he may want to give up basketball and focus on that. You never know. Yeah, yeah. right. The um, I, it, it was interesting because you know how you, you never you don't know how things are going to go, and so my wife obviously was out of town, and, and she said the same thing you did, Bubba. She wanted to, she said the people of Dothan, Alabama. She spoke at their community prayer breakfast yesterday, and I got to talk to the, to the guy that that started that twenty two years ago, and of course the times that we're in. I mean, it's ridiculous. The you know he gets complaints and all this. A guy who thought he he thought a community should have an opportunity to get together. Uh, you know, at one time, you know, when he started 22 years ago, that was that was popular. As time has gone on, you know, every little organization complains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not we're not you're not including us and nailed this and and uh, you know and even got he got a few complaint letters even about Sherry coming down there about you know the the that we're kind of. I mean, we believe this is the truth, and I mean, I, I don't know what to do for you if you don't agree with it but i mean i i can't act like something's not true just so you will like me more you know but anyway so uh, so anyway uh so but sherry did a great job i got great feedback we talked about an answer for that a few days ago. We, did, yes, yeah. yes, we did but what what i'm saying is this what she wanted and i was trying to she said that, that they don't usually include that on the romans road but right. i thought it was a nice nice ad that's so good <laughs> but uh but Sherry said that, uh, that she she said I, I don't know how if y'all understand how much the people of Dothan love the show and support what you guys do and and they were just the hospitality for Sherry was primo and she said the people were so kind so encouraging so supportive she said it was one of the best events that she's ever done and she said because oh, that's great. The, the way that's the people great. so she wanted to be sure that I pass that along to all of you now in a low moment. Uh, you know, because we had not seen each other in a day, and I went off, and and there were some comments on YouTube yesterday that I got my money's worth on this haircut I just got. Yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and and I will say, Rick, that, I think it looks good. I will you say, did burn the hide off. Of I, it. I will say this though, this no, it ain't nothing like some of them coming yeah. here, like hams. Like, but well, right, well, that's my yeah, go. Rick had not had that I don't, for me, yeah. and and I, I my hair grows so fast, and that's a good good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. But I get tired of you know because. You know, the person that has been cutting our family's hair is a person that people like to have their hair cut by, and she's hard to book. Ooh, I got a stylist. So if you don't, but I'm talking about if you don't, if you don't go ahead and you almost need to get say, you gotta get, go ahead and get your next one booked now. Yeah, get it because if yeah. not, you know, because you got to time your hair. It's what like ha- a dental appointment. Well, what happens with my hair? And I like having the thick hair. Greg, you might want to look at I know, it. I this know. thick, beautiful hair. I, I, mean, and, I ain't gonna lie, I'm jealous. But it, but it grow, yeah. it grows so fast that once the sides get to growing. Because, you know, when you get – if you have long hair, that's good. If you have short hair, that's good. In between is what's not good. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know which way to go with So it. what yeah. happens is yeah. the sides start getting real bushy, hmm. and I, you don't know what to do with them. You try to put gel on them and do that. And then before – if you don't watch it, it'll start becoming a helmet. Mm. Everything will be uh, thick and puffed up yeah. up here. 
So I was like, well, we got to beat this down. Well, by golly, she she beat it down. She, I she thought got for the just a out. minute you'd been visiting at the Highlands. Right? I know. For a minute. You had some time. Hey, with, with these glasses I have on today and this haircut, I may join the staff at Church of the Highlands. Uh, you know, I think he's speaking in motion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if I could squeeze in some skinny jeans, I'm coming to motion. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, um, so some boat she, shoes. So, so you know how you just not you're just not ready for it. That's enough, Greg. Yeah. I'm done. So, so, so I'm still jealous. Of, I'm jealous bit. of his hair. That's all. So Sherry comes home, and then we had not seen each other, you know, in the day because she left while I was working to go down there to the hotel, spent the night, got up, did the prayer breakfast, comes back, and then I had a long day yesterday, so I didn't get home after we had practice, so we're down at dinner time. And and you forget that you got a haircut, you know, because I've I've already been I've done so much with it. Yeah, yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's yeah. yours now. I've been pummeled at work, yeah. and, and I've, I've looked at the comments on YouTube, and, and so I you know I've kind of I, I think it's over, but I realize my wife still has not weighed in on. <laughs> so I'm in there keeping around. She's over at her you know at the table. She's messing with something. And she looks at him. She goes, "Good gracious, what in the world did you do to your hair?" Mm-mm. And I said, "Well, I thought you love it." She goes, "Rick, if you're gonna get your hair cut that short, you have to go down to the beard and now get it shorter." Oh. She goes, "You already have a long face. My gosh, you're like a bullet." <laughs> she, she, bullet head. She, she said, "You got." She goes, "You got it up here, and then your face is long, and now you got a beard." She goes, "I feel like I'm looking at a bullet." Oh. And uh, I said, I said "Sure, you've hurt my feelings about my haircut." And then by the time the night was over, I could tell she was like, "Well, it's not. I'm look. I, you know, I was yeah. just and you know they get all sideways. Look, when they come in with a new hairdo, mm, you better mm, you better be oh. positive. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. oh, look, look I've, I've my wife's never had a new hairdo that I didn't make a fuss over. Oh yeah. I know. Except the perm of 94. <laughs> and that one, that one, I just couldn't get past. <laughs> you couldn't fake it. Like, and she couldn't either. I mean, she, she cried for two or three days. You, you never, you know, when you watch them try to take, you ever try to take a perm back? You can't. <laughs> you no. just got to ride it out. Yeah. It'll give it up eventually. 16 minutes past. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Wonderful will of meat could spin at any time. If it doesn't happen today, you know it'll be tomorrow because only two days left in the week, and we spend that baby once a week here on the program. Uh, so pay attention to that. Uh, so we got some updates coming up on stories. Uh, Greg spent time with Gary the Bulldozer Man yesterday, and sprinkle in Gerald Cates, uh, Calhoun County legend. Uh, and you've got yourself something. Now, Speedy, we, we sent you away yesterday mm-hmm. wow, Speedy. Uh, on quite an adventure. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've heard Bubba's adventure you know, yesterday, what, what he went through. Uh, you, you now were headed to you – know, we've talked about over the years, there's things that will, that will just freeze a man in his very tracks, mm-hmm. the terms family portraits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one, there's others, but the other one you hit yesterday – Hey, we need to help so and so move. That's right. Bad. That 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 is the. I mean, to hear that, I think I would rather be thrown down a flight of steps than help somebody move. Right. Here's what we and did in our family. We figured it out. Ask Rick to help you to move, and he'll hire somebody to do yes. it. Aha! Uh-huh. That's that. helping. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's oh, helping. Oh, it's yeah. a win-win. That, that that's helping. Yeah. Everybody wins in that yeah. one. Yeah. Win, why, why, why do these people have these businesses if we don't use them? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and um, <laughs> and so we're talking about my aunt, Aunt Lee, and cousin Lisa. <clears throat> And they did hire a professional moving company, but they're coming this weekend or I guess Friday. You were pre moving. This right? was all the pre moving, yeah. all the, the you know, packing. miscellaneous packing, boxes, whatever. Wi-Fi. They're, they're coming. They've Wi-Fi. Been, they've been they've been hired to, to, to move the heavy stuff. The big yeah. stuff. The big stuff. Which, okay. That's a good couches, end tables, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. 
beds, and uh, wow, she's got a bed. And um, and so uh, so when I when I pull up, I mean they're knee deep in it. Okay, and and my yeah, dad, saw that. yeah, my dad, right, we just, actually saw him. Knee. He just, oh, he like, just he's like, he was like watching a, a sitcom. Yes. I, I've never been so entertained in my life. Sweetie, I couldn't put it. I couldn't I, put yeah. it down. Yeah. Last night. I really needed yeah. to go to sleep. Let me put it this way: If Marco Polo was Netflix, I binge watched. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, and Twice. Uh, so so I get there, <laughs> and, and of course my dad's standing there, and he's just like, "What do I do next?" You know, and and there's just there we're scattered all over the apartment, and they're trying to get everything out and stuff, and um. And you know I've got a truck, and you know if you, if you're the dude with the truck, then you know oh you're hauling everything. Oh sure, you gonna haul that treadmill? I tell you that. Yeah, uh, and we get we got the mm. treadmill over my parents' mm-hmm. house, and mm-hmm. I set it up. Sure. And they got they got they they called it their little gym in the garage. And Truck's they, they a lot got easier than that Buick, ain't it? Yeah, Bubba, it was a lot like the treadmill you never get on. Right, uh, that right. folds up yes. and you can pull it. Oh, Thank goodness helps. it's got wheels. My yeah. dad, who can't see, said, "Okay, I'm ready to help you." And I said, "Dad, I've already packed it." He was ready. He was all ready. He was. He was focused. He was following me around. He wanted to help. He did. I'm like, "Dad, it's got wheels. It's already in." He says, oh, "Okay, I heard. You heard you doing something. I didn't know what it was." Okay. And uh, and so. Uh, it, it, the funny part, though, is let's when get we, this treadmill loaded up. Yeah, when when <laughs> when uh, been waiting on you for the treadmill. Dad, it's, it's packed. So we're, um, Where you want me to grab it? Sorry, in the truck, Dad. Oh goodness, my, what am I thinking? Um, <laughs> oh, so, good night. Oh, what am I okay. talking about? <laughs> and the the funny part, though, and there were many funny parts because our family's just mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is when we had to go from a place we're moving from to the new place. And my dad claims it was a, a mile away, and ten minutes later, I, we're finally getting there. And my mom <laughs> has, a, and I, I know where I get it. My mom has a touch of lead foot. I'm oh. following her. <laughs> right. I'm the twin, I'm, I'm the I'm the car in between. Right. Now, is so, it true that Joe Biden asked your dad to drive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, what am I thinking? Good night. What, Good am, night, I, what am I talking about? <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so I. Uh, Drive, get, it up, drive it over there, John. Good night. What am I talking about? We're driving you, pal. Because we got... <laughs> <laughs> you got the rest of us driving. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so, so we got this picture that she didn't want the professional movers to move. She wanted me to move it. Uh-oh. Oh, please and, don't tell me you tore it up. No. <laughs> but I was I was worried sick, so I couldn't go that fast because I got it pinned. Right. It wouldn't fit inside. You were I got it I got it pinned between stuff so it won't move. I got towels over it, some pillows crammed in there so it's secure. And my mom runs off and leaves me. So now I'm going, what <laughs> you do where you're going? Yeah, I mean, oh, you're talking about lead foot? Uh, and so she's gone, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and now I got Lee behind me. You know who I, I'm like looking through the rearview mirror, hoping that she can keep up with me. So, so I'm, I'm in, I'm in two You're in the rocking chair. I, I, I'm You're in, in the rocking chair. I, I got anchor and I got lead. Oh foot, yeah, and I'm in between. Truckers call that the rocking chair. So I can. I got a front door and a back door. I got in the rocking chair. How? I, I got to tell you that I just guessed there was a four way stop, and I'm like, uh, left, I'm going right, straight. I, I'm going straight. Uh, and Le- I finally, guess this is where Leadfoot went. <laughs> right, where's Leadfoot? She, she's at the house waiting on you. Right, and and so uh, we finally get there, and I like the apartment complex. It's actually a lot closer where my parents live. Okay. It really is. Well, that's good. So we pull up, and um, and and I'm backing in, and um, and I hear Lisa go, "Hey, Carlos," and right. and I'm like, "Oh boy," and and I don't know what's happening there. And then Lisa said, uh, that's a different person, uh, Lisa. Um, Not everybody is named Carlos. 
And uh, oh, I know where that's and, oh. and, and uh, he was Hispanic, and I, so he favored. He was, somebody. he mm. was, and mm. and she she was like she would just say, "Hey, Carlos." That's just to kind of the default name, right? So she right. encountered she several, saw, and they were all Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, she, uh, she really hard workers. Yeah, if she encountered any Hispanic hard worker. She would say hello, Carlos, to them. Correct, and I'm probably in trouble for even mentioning that. And she's well, gonna be well I got to tell you, it slayed me. It slayed me on the uh, on the Marco Polo. <laughs> yeah, and, and well, didn't just, know the whole audience would get it, but <laughs> I'm thankful for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, sleepy right. face liked it on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Come oh, yeah. out shirtless, wonder over there. <laughs> yeah, right. And and so, I, <laughs> so <laughs> right. So I, I, I'm in and out. I'm in and out. And so finally, I just say, look, lead foot and anchor. Y'all aren't coming with me. I'm going back by myself. Right. Uh, you you told me I touched what you need to to, to to like to be taken, so I know what I need to get. So I'm going back by myself, and I, I'm the I'm I'm just going to go get it. It was more efficient right. at this point. Did you yeah. think about taking Carlos? Yeah, <laughs> I thought about hey, load I'll up take Carlos. two Carloses. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm like, right, let my me name just is go. not Carlos. <laughs> oh, okay. And so and I'm like, plus y'all are here, stay in the air conditioning. It was getting hot now. And I, I and 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 so I'm like y'all work out this whole thing and 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 you play stuff somewhere and all that. So I go and I come back, and so now play now my dad and and my dad and my mom and dad were really worried about the treadmill. It was the yeah. the, the the question was well, what about the treadmill? I'm like we're getting the treadmill, it's but it's the last it's the last truckload. All right, right. don't ask. Look at me. Don't ask me about the treadmill again. It's gonna be handled. It, it's gonna be handled. Mm. And we're going to get it last. All right. It's, one, it's, one, it's a phrase that you never have to worry about Bubba asking you about. <laughs> no. Right, right. <laughs> hey, when we get the treadmill. I think I even mentioned, hey, this is the same treadmill Bubba has. He never uses Uh And so so finally I go, and we get the treadmill, and that's when my dad was wanting to help. He had been waiting to help and really wanted to help. Yes, and I, I let him know it had been loaded up. And so – and so he, they're like, okay, I, I got to follow Leadfoot again, you know. And I know where their house is, but from where we were going, it was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, Leadfoot's not getting me this time. Oh, yeah. So I stayed right on Leadfoot. You jumped the start a little bit. Oh, yeah, you kidding me? <laughs> you I got to. right behind it. Yeah. Hey, hey, disregard speed bumps. We're, I mean, mama's got you know how these apartment down. complexes oh, yeah. have the speed oh, yeah. bumps? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> right. We're going through Leadfoot's. Buick is going. <laughs> <laughs> you better keep up. <laughs> Hammer down. But by the end of the day. Um, the jeans were a bad move. Probably should have taken right. shorts. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Warmed yeah. Up. About halfway in, and I'm like, this was a huge mistake. Got a little off, yeah. yeah. Almost yeah. asked Carlos. A little, right a little yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then we had to sit down and get the Wi-Fi and, and, and all that set up. But we're good, I think. I think she's set, and she's ready for the official movers now. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is R. Lee Ermey, better known as Gunner Retardant Hartman. I am listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Two fine, outstanding young American hard chargers. 35 minutes past the hour, you got the Rick and Bubba Show. As we make our way back, uh, we talked about a couple of adventures that have happened. Ben Carson coming up next hour on the Rick and Bubba Show today. We'll get to some of your phone calls coming up as well, but 
Uh, looking back over uh, yesterday, yesterday featured a lot of Rick and Bubba folks doing a lot of things. Um, well, we day. were spread out. We were spread in, out uh, everywhere. Many, many different directions. Got, got Sherry over in Dothan, got Bubba down in Opelika, Speedy up in Huntsville. We and covered the whole state. We right? covered the whole state. I don't know where Hams was. I had a pile of kids at my house. Yeah, so. Hams got that. I, I, I did. video you sent. We had the, the Bible study and various meetings and things like that, and finally had to teach a lacrosse team what it looks like to be physical last night. and. You know, because we're not a finesse team, guys. I mean, you're trying to be a finesse team. You're not. You're not a finesse team. You, we're gonna have to get physical if we have any chance to win these last two games and make a run in the playoffs. So today we're gonna talk about getting physical. Well, but anyway, I'm sorry. You I, have to you show them. I'm sorry. You, and it? you don't mean Elton, uh, Olivia Newton, John. Greg, can I tell you? <laughs> do you remember the Ted Nugent <laughs> moment? The Ted, oh, yeah, the when, Ted he, when, he when, we, when we all were uncomfortable, then Greg, had, the, oh, then, then Greg had to say, but the sound is better. Oh, it, it was <laughs> I've, heard, I've better. heard some sound people be addressed from the stage right, right. before, but not quite like that. They, they were, were all not, embarrassed for him. There yeah. was, there was no, I had secondhand embarrassment, and I never get it. There was no, In front of 18,000 people. Right. There yeah. was no language or anything like that, but it was, it was a very clear presentation. Well, that made it different than Ted's. Right, mm-hmm. and I remember when it was over, the two other coaches, we, I walked over and I said, hopefully – he said, "Well, that was that was harsh." And then he looks at me, and goes, "But we are more physical." <laughs> uh, but, but sometimes, you, sometimes you just got to paint a picture. Uh, but anyway, so Greg, I don't, I don't understand what uh, you let, did. Me, let me set this up. I don't know where you, you were doing. And, and, and let, <laughs> let me let me set this up. Um, Gary, the Spurmaster, hey. has his call. Hey, Gary, I introduced Gary to two really good friends of mine at the expo, mm-hmm. Lee Hubbard and Gerald Case, the Duke of Calhoun County. Right, and. Uh, through their love of turkey hunting and, and the calls and all this, they got a, you know we all became buddies. Now are they well, using Gary's call? Oh yes. So <laughs> Lee's got an airplane. He's a pilot. So he's the other week. He said, "Yeah, I flew down and went and seen Gary, and you know and all this." And he said, "We need to do that one day, and we'll go down and see Gary." And Gary said he'll cook us a steak. <laughs> Number one, by the way. So hey, Gary can cook. We steak. fly yeah, down there. We go. I, I mean, hey, did you get your nice little salad? No, we didn't do the salad. I remember when you <laughs> hey, talked I, about. Hey, that. I like a little salad. I think you hurt his feelings on that. He right. didn't even offer it, but. So we flew down, and you got to wade your way through. You know, if you're going to see Gary, you just get ready oh, yes. because some things are not always as they appear, and you got to know that going in. Yeah, right. that's just Gary. Right. Hey, but, I mean, I'd rather but, just have my leg cut off and not be able to do jokes on people. But we <laughs> went down because you know having a plane and it being the middle of the week because I got to get up early. We were down and back. I was home between eight thirty and nine. So you know. So we just went to visit Gary and see we had Lake Place, outstanding. What did he do? did he pull one on y'all? He pulled a little trick. Can we, can we talk about sure. it? Sure. Well, you have to ask Gary. All right, Gary's on. Hey, hey. Gary. What's up? Hey, did you have a good time with Greg and the, and the Duke of Calhoun County yesterday? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it turned out pretty good. Yeah, we had a good time doing uh, Gary. Uh, Rick, we got, how about this? We got to witness how they make, how Gary start to finish makes the turkey calls. Did you make one for him, Gary? Yeah, I made Gerald a little special one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He, carried you, you, he carried you down to the sweatshop. Hey. <laughs> he did. I'm going to tell you, yeah. that, he's a craftsman. My name is not Carlos. <laughs> I mean, he's got, okay. he's got it all set up in there. It's right. awesome. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, it turned out to be a pretty good evening, I guess. Uh, you know, after the... After you scared Lee half to death. Gary, yeah. what did you do? Oh, yeah. Gary, what oh, did you I'm, do? I'm telling you, he come out from that airplane, he looked like Kramer on Seinfeld. Oh, you man. know, when somebody falls for something and you realize, you go, oh, they're really falling for this. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I'm telling you. Well, I had it set up. Uh, I got a, a good buddy of mine that works for the drug task force down here in Clinton. Oh, and oh, uh, another buddy, and I said, uh, 
you know, I'll let you know when they leave. But, you know, he's a pilot, so he tracked them all the way from Atlanta. No, he was no. in the airport. So <laughs> he, uh, I said, just go out there and do a, you know, search the plane, you know. And, Oh, Rick. You know, Gary, let's let's be clear. Uh, you you, oh you set up a drug search of their airplane. Yes. <laughs> and look, and like you said, this guy being a pilot, he knew all the right terminology and everything. And that's you know the oh, fact yeah. that he he knew what he was talking about. That's I mean, Lee. <laughs> I felt so sorry for him. He's calling his mechanic back back in. He did not. Piedmont. Gary. Did so not. how did it unfold, Gary? Well, what what happened is, you know, they pulled up on the tarmac down here, and uh, Greg got his feet tangled up in something and fell out of the airplane. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this isn't. Hey, it's got a See, little door. See, we got door. a drunk one. It's got a little door. Y'all were and already the tearing thing them on the wing. No, the thing on the wing. <laughs> right. And as I come bailing out of there, my feet got hung up on that thing on the wing, and down I went. You, uh, all the way down? Oh, hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let it skin his little finger up. Yeah. Uh-uh. It wouldn't be. Uh, but, hey, it's hard, know, to, hard to get in and out of there. Yeah. You know, the guys went out there with a folder in their hand, you know, and said they want to do a, a preliminary uh, check of the airplane Mm-mm. and asked Lee for some papers, some, some kind of papers he needed. I don't know anything about it, but... <laughs> Oh, and they, he hey, they were one of the days trying to look for papers and you know <laughs> oh, all his oh, legal my. stuff, and he couldn't find nothing. <laughs> he was scared. To you know, somebody said, "Well, I think there's a doobie up under the seat." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Lee started waving, said, "said you know, told Gerald." Greg to be quiet, you know, it was serious, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, these guys, they, 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 they use some words and then them two right there. We're, you're going to have to get rid of them. Uh, oh, they, really? Oh, oh they yeah. played it up so good. Uh, God, they oh, it. it was it was something else. He was he was so panicked. You know, he was sweating, his hair all bushed up. You know, he, he was having a panic attack trying to so find So did Lee buy it all the way, Greg? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hook lines. Oh, yeah. And so you and Gerald knew it was a joke? No. Oh, you did not. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. wow. So, so, well. so Lee thought what that they were about that they had found something, or he that he know. was going. They were just so he was, was what, going to jail, or like he was he, having a plane. Well, even when they say things impound afterwards, you realize, well, that's ridiculous. There's no, I had nothing yeah. to worry about. It. But they were so convincing. Yeah, it panicked him. I mean, he wasn't even hearing what they were saying. You know what I mean? Like when they said that, he knows that's not true. But it's just they were so official. Right. It, I mean, they were. They were. Gary, you had some good guys. So wait a minute. So you. So Gerald, somebody made a joke that he had a doobie under there, and yeah. and, and Lee was so caught up, and he started haunting y'all. This ain't funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, it went better than I thought it would. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, it, yeah, it went real good. Gary, you know, but Greg, Greg, you, it's like going to the swamp and and you fall for an, a fake alligator. No, no, you no, know, no. you know it, it, the land you're going into. Happen. It's go, you just hope you're not the victim. Did it ever hit you in it that this, Gary's yeah. done this a little bit? Look, I, I, it was it was just well done. And, yeah. uh, well, look, he's good. Ask, ask uh, Scott Dawson. Yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, it took me. Uh, I, I done some talking for about two days. You know, I had to go through the. Uh, you know, police department, make oh sure my. it's going to be okay. Oh, but, you know, they they good guys down here. You know, they, uh, well, they I just told I, they them, I said, well, we've been getting some, uh, you know, I told them, I tell, you know, tell a pilot <laughs> that, you know, we've been getting some dope being flown in down here. We need to search planes, stuff oh, like that. Goodness. Using all that official language so, they used. And so then they when, asked him to have some kind of paper. He got to call in his mechanic. <laughs> oh, he did not. He called his mechanic. Said, you know where my papers are? <laughs> Oh. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so at what point, makes him more happy. At what point it. did you let 
poor Lee off the hook? Well, when you know, we had it planned uh, when Big Otis, he said, now when I take my cap off and scratch my head, he said, you can let him off. I said, when he did that, I, I said, Otis, you going to come down to Lake House and State with us? <laughs> and then Lee... Lee started chasing me around the park. <laughs> <laughs> Mona Lisa, men have names. You. All right, Gerald Cates is on the other line. Oh, boy. Gerald. Oh, Ger- Ger- hey, what's up, what's up son? Gerald, <laughs> Gerald. Hey, buddy. Did, 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 hey, how much did you love this? <laughs> let, let me tell you something. That's probably one of, the, one of the best pranks I've ever been associated with getting pulled on somebody. Here's the deal. I didn't have a clue what was going on when after Greg had fell out of the airplane, they left one thing out. One of the guys ran over to Greg to Man. try to help Greg up. See, and they, had already, up, they had already radioed us on the radio to tell us what they were going to do to the plane. And I said, Lee, I, we ain't never had this happen. He said, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So when Greg falls, he's laying over the wheel of the, and I'm looking out the <laughs> window. It's hard to get in and out of. Lee, Greg is laying on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> comes charging up there to help Greg and Lee said, he's okay, he's okay, he's got his foot hung up. So then we get out of the plane, and this commenced to go, be going on. And it was like a work of art, wasn't it, Jerry? Listen, little skinny comes bebopping out there saying, well, what's going on? What's going on out here? And we're like, I don't know. So me and Greg, of course, I'm back there cackling and cutting up, and, and Lee is so serious. He turns around and looks at me and he says, Gerald, this is serious. Please shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was excellent. Oh, God, it was it was freaking awesome because Lee, he, hey, he was scrambling for papers. He was looking in the back. He was looking under the sun, over the sun visor. Calling his mechanic. He said, he, he got his mechanic on the phone and said, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so papers. The dude that was doing this investigation knew what to ask. He was he did. straight up. He knew exactly what he was doing. Gary, <laughs> 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 so, another success. So keep in mind, poor Lee volunteers to fly <laughs> these guys in the plane. When he could have said, y'all take your happy butt and drive. <laughs> yeah, And yeah, he flies yeah. you, and y'all wear him out. Probably the nicest guy on the trip. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think I think that's very clear. Yeah. The whole I don't know if he's that good or just the competition. He was Greg, do you realize yeah. you realize what you just said for Lee? He didn't even have to be a good person. That's that's nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That really didn't matter. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Well, but, yeah. but again, showed his good hospitality, though, after that. I mean, ooh, he, 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 you know, was, uh, listen, I don't know if he's ever well, going to any manner pudding, but I hope so. I tell you, I'm glad they didn't inspect yeah. Gerald for a good phone. I know. Because he would have gone to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time you talk to Gerald, you can't hear Gerald, you got to get that phone worked up. But now he mentioned that banana pudding that, that Gary made. and I've had his fried yeah, apple know, pies. I, I never I had his banana pudding. Boys, I can't help it. I'm going to That's it. That's All it. Right, so Gerald, Gerald, pull the string tighter. So you had you had Gary's banana pudding? Oh, wow. I hadn't had it before. Uh, seriously. I hadn't either. I've heard Dixie cups in a string better yeah, than that. That's Every time he calls me, I get tired of going. See, what is an iPhone? You got to put your mouth on I get tired of telling him. I just try to work through it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Gary. Another success. Yeah. Well done, Gary. Well done. Well, I, 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 you know, I enjoyed myself. Maybe they'll come back one day. I, I'll try not to do it again. Oh, hey, we've oh, yeah, heard we that before. We're definitely coming back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gary, how come you do it sadly? How come you do it? Why do I feel like they're going to be riding next time? Yeah. <laughs> More Rick and Bubba coming up. 13 minutes to the top. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. 
about uh, how about we were fired up at the house the other day because our our butcher box arrived full of delicious cuts of meats proteins uh if you are not receiving butcher box right now and i, I bet i got an email the other day you know what it said just simply this butcher box number one <laughs> and, then, and there was a, a picture of them unpacking their butcher box that says it all it says it? it all look uh you will love the butcher box proteins and and right now, if you have, you know, you're not part of it, and you would say, "I'd like to get started." If you're going to start right now, you're going to love this. Figure about six dollars a meal when you look at their chicken. And uh, just the other night, Sherry and I were at home, and and it had been a while since I'd done barbecue chicken. Went and thawed out a couple of the chicken breasts that we had uh, in the piles of them that we had in our butcher box. Went out there, put that barbecue sauce on them, slow cooked them, so good. And 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 the chicken breast is just fantastic. Their chicken's great. Their their beef is great. Uh, you know, the, the salmon is is fantastic. So if you'd like to, you know, you decide what you want in the box. You customize them like you want. But right now, uh, if you uh, if you order a butcher box, we're going to send you the ultimate breakfast bundle at no charge. That's going to be two packs of their delicious breakfast sausage. Uh, you're also going to get um, two pounds of the best-tasting bacon you've ever had. Uh, so, so good. So two pounds of the sausage and two packs of the bacon. I'm sorry I said that backwards. Uh, but um, you get bacon and sausage at no charge, and you will love it. Butcherbox.com slash Bubba. Or you can also find a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Start having this arrive at your door. You'll you'll thank us for that. All right, so we, we wrap up. So Gary has done another prank. He can put that in the wind column. He, As Bubba just said in the break, this means today at every diner uh, all over Clanton, Mm-hmm. And Chilton County, oh, yeah. Gary is, is is holding court, and once again, Gary's the king of Clinton. Yeah, yep. oh, he's uh, he's already told that story. Let's see what he's he's got told it at least four times at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll admit he his pranks he goes all out. And, good, and, and don't forget, you know this just back to his simple basic prank. Of course, we open the cabinet up at the lake house and a rat jumps out on us. No. He's got tied well, on a string that isn't real. That's just his, I mean, that he does that. I knew it. That he, is, that's like an appetizer warm up. He told yeah. Lee to get a cup out of it. You know, I said, oh no, is this him been doing enough? <laughs> he did it to Lee? Yeah, that was nothing though. Lee didn't even flinch. So I'm After picking up on through. something. So this is not the first time Lee's been there, right? Yeah, okay. Right. He has been there. Before. So he set Lee up that day by no, because he Lee has heard, Lee has heard us talk about this Gary. And so he set him up that day by, by not by not doing something. Got him relaxed. And I'm starting to think right now he's do, he's got the same mindset with my family mm-hmm. because a yep. few weeks ago That's we right. went to the farm. No, you're right. And visited and there and I went down there thinking, well, he must just have a mm-hmm. huge heart for children because Uh-oh. my Porter kids are set there. up and it's going to involve goats and he's going to set me up. Too it's going to somehow involve goats. Mm-hmm. I, hey, you can't never let your you can't never hey. let your goats. Hey, right. right. Hey, Hamsley, Hamsley. You bring them down here. We should, I got some baby goats. Yeah. You just pick them up like a puppy. Uh-uh. You just pick them up like a little old puppy. You want a salad? <laughs> and so. <laughs> hey, so, well, we had twice baked potatoes. Yeah, he loves that. Like, oh, what's up yeah, about this good. banana pudding? That's Why good. has he oh, not? Yeah. He, did that, he did that at the, at the hunt camp this past And he mixes it up right there in front of you. Yeah. And, but then you go to eat it and it's soft already. Oh. I mean, I don't know how he does it. It's good. Well, when I saw his banana pudding the first time, I, I, I'm just going to be honest. Oh, I, it, it's it, odd it, looking. It's odd looking. And I thought, well, this is not going to be any good because, you know, our mother makes a phenomenal banana yeah. pudding. And, and I'd had great banana puddings. And his looked a little watery for me. Man, it and, but then all of a sudden the taste is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It is. And uh, so, yeah, he, and he looked, hey, you want me to get you some of that little nanner pudding? Man, we had and a good old steak. 
Yeah, I heard his feelings one day because I told him I don't like twice baked potatoes. You don't like twice? I oh, do I not. do. I don't like them. I'd rather just have a regular about Oh, I love them. Mm. We call them twice? tater boats. <laughs> tater boats, twice baked. Uh-huh. No, tater boats are those things you get as appetizers. No, no, well, this is good. this is that's what we call them in our family. <laughs> you, you scoop out the potato and you you know you do all this to it and then put it back in there. Yeah. And put stuff on top. Oh, of I see what you're saying. Then yeah. bake it again. But yeah. what I call tater boats, you know that appetizer. What they call potato skin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a version of that. Yeah. But Alabama, twice baked Alabama jammers. How about this? I do not like twice baked. How do you baked not potato. like? I don't that. like them. I'd rather have a regular baked potato. It's mm. So much easier to eat. I don't it like it. I don't like it. I mean, I'm sorry, but twice is nice. I just don't like it. And they said, hey, well, you don't like a twice baked tater? And I said, no, I'd rather, we're going to have a That potatoes. and a salad? Let's mm. just say, well, now, now you don't like that. You don't like Sally. And I'll tell you nothing, said, Gary. Gary going to have Trixie with him, his dog. Yes. Yeah, I oh, I like Trixie. You don't like Trixie? Trixie. I, like oh, Trixie. I, do. I do not like Trixie. <laughs> Listen, we were in the back of the Jeep. It's I don't like Trixie. I don't like twice baked potato, and I don't need salad. It's me and Kate's and Trixie. <laughs> she was right in the middle of us. I do. Oh, really? I love his banana she pudding. I love his pies. I love his steaks. I love when he comes over and does mashed taters and and uh, deer tenderloin. Oh, cubes and fries it like yeah. country fried steak. I love all that. That's now. good. That's, that's hunting season. Hey, now. you want some skillet corn? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. It's a no. Hey, that's Trixie great. Don't bond nobody. I don't like. I don't like people that what have their dog. Hey, Greg. Greg she done. stays Greg, in his car. Greg. Mm-hmm. I don't like people that always have their dog with them. Now I will say it's this. not my thing. He always has her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does. Yeah. She travels good though. Yeah. That's fine. dogs don't. She's but, not high maintenance. But Greg, what happens is now, n- now here yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah. Now here we are trying to spend some time together, and and these people, you're like, oh, so it's, so we're going to spend. Th- it's me, you, and your dog. Yeah, you know, and, and she's and, not very big. I know, but that I mean, helps. Yeah, Rick, he's got a soft spot for dogs. I like yeah. dogs. Greg, I can apologize because I like so dogs. So does Gary. Yeah. Well, and, and goats, you know, dogs and cats. We we mm-hmm. got we're up to right. armpits in them. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with. It. I'm just talking about people that bring them. That's fine. With, Rick, I'll take Mister Buddy to the Humane Society. No, <laughs> Mister Buddy's the perfect. <laughs> he is because he's, he's a yard dog and he does whatever yeah. he wants. And never once have you and I decided we can go fishing one day and you pull up and now your dog. If I pulled up Mister Buddy, something's up. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. Or I, Chloe. I mean, uh, Chloe don't like to drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, we got stuff to do today. Well, my dog's with me. Okay. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, let me get Trixie some water. Okay. See, for that time, we, right. we'd been in a restaurant. And I didn't know he had her with him. Right. And I walk out to his truck, and, I, and we'd been in there a while. And I said, dang, Gary. I said, you had her out here? He goes, yeah. I said, well, well golly, would you leave her out here? He goes, well, Greg, they, they ain't going to let me bring her in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> some places are starting to now, though. Yep. People that don't want our, my business anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm enjoying the restaurant and everybody's dog in here. This is awesome. <laughs> Top of the hour. If you leave us, have a big day. Ben Carson next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Two conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. It is a brand new hour. Thank you for being with us. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess and Helmsy here with us today. Eddie Van Adler uh, also on uh, the YouTube version. Yeah, you can see Rick and Bubba live on YouTube every day and then go back and watch it. If you'd rather it be archived, you have both options. You can listen to us on America's boldest radio stations. You can catch us on the TuneIn app. 
or catch the audio archives on the Rick and Bubba podcast channel. When she was just a Welcome back. The whole team's on the field. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba family. Well, uh, and and he's making another appearance here on the Rick and Bubba show. We've uh, been huge fans uh, of this man, great American, thankful for what he's already done for our country and continues to do. Uh, welcome back to the program, Ben Carson. Ben, welcome back. Hey, always good to be with you guys. Well, we're excited. I, I know that you are part of the Trump administration. Uh, Secretary of, of Housing and Urban Development, and kind of exciting some of the things that are happening because of, uh, of the tax cuts uh, involving urban development and, uh, and the Department of Housing. And I know you're traveling to our home city today. Yeah, it's uh, ab- absolutely amazing what's going on around the country. You know, the Opportunity Zones were created as a result of the uh, 2017 Tax Cuts and Job Act. And it allows people to take unrealized capital gains and invest them. And uh, these designated zones, there are 8,761 of those zones. And uh, here in uh, the state of Alabama, there's 158 of those zones, uh, 28 of those in Jefferson County. And uh, these are places that normally get neglected. Uh, No one's particularly interested in investing in these areas, now they're being incentivized to take that risk. And um, they are rewarded for that. It's a win-win situation because if they leave the investment there for five years, they get a 10% reduction in the capital gains that they owe on the original investment. That increases by 5%. If they leave it in for two more years than that, if they leave it for 10 years, they don't have to pay any capital gains on any of the new money that was gained as a result of the investment. So it's a tremendous inducement. But more importantly, the real winners are the people who live in these opportunity zones. There's 35 million Americans that live in opportunity zones. Uh, The poverty rates in opportunity zones, 32% versus 17% in the rest of the country. This is a real chance to give people a ladder that they can climb uh, to success. And there's been so many things that have worked in the past against people that has disincentivized people to want to climb those ladders of opportunity. We're in the process of removing those things because we only have 330 million people, and China has four times that many, and so does India. If we don't develop all of our people, we'll never be able to compete in the future. Uh Secretary Carson, explain to us a little bit about when you say invest in an opportunity zone. What does that look like? How, how does that manifest itself? Uh, well, you ha- the, there are opportunity funds, qualified opportunity funds that already have come into existence, which allow individuals, uh, corporations, whoever, uh, to place the money into these opportunity zones, which invest in things like buildings, multifamily buildings in particular, uh, in businesses, uh, in entrepreneurship. There are several pillars that we're looking at, uh, economic development, entrepreneurship, uh, safety, um, you know, enterprise. These are the kinds of things that uh, are being invested in already. Uh, here in the South, uh, I was recently in Mississippi, uh, one of the uh, sawmills was going out of business. Uh, people were losing their jobs. It was in an opportunity zone. So investors came in and they said, hey, this is a great chance for us. They bought it. Uh, they retooled it. Now it's 
up and running again. They're hiring people. And uh, the building industry has come in to start building houses for all the people that they're hiring. This is the kind of thing that, that we're wanting to see. Well, and, and the thing, I look, I look at this plan and what you're doing, and this is the part we love, is it's ultimately trying to achieve self-sufficiency. You know, right. you know we, we had an administration for a while that celebrated people on food stamps and celebrated how many people needed government housing. This program is saying, no, we'll come in and we'll give you an opportunity for you then to become self-sufficient on your own. Exactly. And, 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 and that is going to have a much bigger long-term effect because you know everything that's funded directly by the government lives and dies by whatever the situation is and what's available. That's uh, exactly right. And, and not only that, but uh, there's some perverse incentives in place that we're in the process of trying to eradicate. They're deeply ingrained, and it's hard work, but we're going to get it done. For instance, if you're uh, receiving housing assistance and you get a raise, you immediately have to report that so your rent can go up. Or you bring another income-producing person into the household, you have to report that so your rent can go up. Don't even think about getting married. You probably not only your rent go up, you probably lose your subsidy altogether. This is crazy stuff. I don't know who put this stuff in place, but we need to get rid of it. Let me ask you this, too, because it sounds like it's been a big success. I know that we have unemployment numbers for minorities at record lows right now. Do you feel like that that your department and President Trump's getting enough praise for this or enough credit for this, I should say? Well, there are those who will never praise this administration, will never give it credit, no matter what happens, and they will blame it for everything. But our philosophy is the proof is in the pudding. Let them talk all they want. Let them say all the derogatory things they want. We are fixing the problems. Well, and, and that's it, because it goes back to this. We talk about this a lot on the program, and, and you being a follower of Christ know this is a biblical principle, too. What people say isn't the truth. It's what people actually do. Exactly. And, and so when, when we look at this, people can say what they want to say about this administration, especially involving inner cities and what we're now these opportunity zones, uh, the people who you know, are always being told they're marginalized and and Trump and all the rich Republicans don't care about them. Uh, matter of fact, I had a person email me the other day. I'm sorry to tell you this, Ben, that tells me you're not even part of the black community. Uh, and yeah. uh, and I said, well, I hate to tell Ben that tomorrow. He'll be he'll be sad. <laughs> he'll be sad to hear that. Yeah, uh, he, he may disagree. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but but the bottom line is this: you can't really make a case that this, this administration doesn't care because of the things that are actually being done. Yeah. Well, you know, so many people have been indoctrinated to believe that people who have done absolutely nothing for them are their savior and that they are victims and that they need those people because the other bad people will destroy them otherwise. And they've been told that for year after year, decade after decade, so that, you know, it's become inculcated in their, in their genetics. We have to change that. But the way that we change it is by showing people that there is a different pathway, and that this is a pathway that actually truly empowers them, that gives them the ability to control their own lives. Because one of the things that I learned when I was a child, uh, and I used to have the victim mentality because I used to listen to the people around me telling me what a victim I was, and I started reading books. And I started reading about explorers and scientists and entrepreneurs and businessmen. And 
I begin to realize the person who has the most to do with what happens to you is you. It's not somebody else. Does it mean that there are no obstacles in the way? No, it doesn't mean that, but it means you learn how to deal with them. Do you think, so do you think the success of this and, and what you were talking about, is that are those seeds taking hold? Or are people being enlightened to that? Or, or are the old ways deep, deep ingrained? No, uh, they, they are taking hold. You know, just this week in Spokane, Washington, we opened uh, one of our Envision centers. And multiple uh, uh, entities that already exist to help people all under one roof. And that's what we're trying to do all over the country, opening multiple Envision centers this summer. And uh, it is there. There are a lot of resources in place that are available to help people. But they have to be able to access those things, uh, and we have to be able to provide the right kind of incentives for people to climb those ladders. And they have to be unafraid that if they begin to climb the ladder, that somebody's going to knock their support out from underneath them. No mm-hmm. doubt. And, yeah. and this, this solves so many problems, and you've already touched on them, because some of these areas, it, it's, the, the plan is either find a way to leave or, or you have to make a living any way you can, including – uh, being involved in criminal acts, but now we're saying, no, why don't we revitalize these communities, and that solves all those problems. There is that. a better way, yep. a, a path of least resistance that will have a better outcome. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, you talk about the, the criminal uh, element. You know, there are a lot of people who end up in the penal system uh, because of environmental factors, and they go into it with no education and no skills, and they come out of it with no education and no skills. So what do they do? The same thing that got them in there in the first place. Right. So one of the things we're doing now is encouraging p- people to go into the prisons before they're released, give them some skills, uh, give them some education. We're hooking up employers with people while they're still in prison. When they come out, they have a job already. Some of the things that I've seen are just remarkable. You know, at one place in Florida I went, and they initially had five employers who would go in. Now they have 135. They have more jobs for the people coming out than, than they have people who want the job. Imagine competing for those people to get a job. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I mean, you know, a job is the best halfway house you can have. Amen. Amen. Yep. Amen. No Se- question. Secretary, thanks so much. Hey, could, it, would, would it be okay if we asked you, uh, we didn't do this last time we were here, just to give us a liner, hey, this is Ben Carson, and you're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show? Sure. All right, go ahead. Hey, this is Ben Carson, and you're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the work that you're doing in Birmingham, our home city. I know he, he talked about a lot of the areas where the show's on, too. But today, he's making his way to Birmingham, going to visit the Campus of Hope. Uh, and, of course, this is designed by the Opportunity Zones that he just mentioned. Uh, you'll see how Mark's Village community uh, has been transformed into a campus of hope, and he'll take the tour of that today, meet with our local leaders, and we'll see some of the results of this. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. To the people we go, 23 minutes past the hour, and you do have uh, lines available. Eddie Van Adler taking call. At the end of 30 seconds, the old buzzer will sound. Your time on the program comes to a close, and then we'll move to the next caller, Dwayne. 
is standing by. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Get them phones to trolling. Here we come, phone trolling. Phone trolling. Hello, Dwayne. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Well, hey, y'all fellas. I want to say grace to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, man. Amen. So long. I wanted to talk to y'all. Today's uh, the day, Dwayne. Kevin Deverberry, I got to see him live because of y'all, and I thank you, Jesus, for that. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Well, you hear, you hear Kevin Deverberry, you don't forget it. No, you don't. Well, I met him in person, that little short fella. He sounds tall on the radio. Nah, he ain't big anyway. as a minute, is he? <laughs> No, yeah. Right. Devin um, Barry, you got to look at it. Dwayne, we got you a timeout, so you you got you got some time. It's good to, good to talk to you. Thank you, Father. Uh, I just spent twenty three years straight in the penitentiary. Wow. Mm. I've been out yesterday one month. Really? Okay, good. You doing okay? Uh you know what? I've always heard that God opens up the windows of heaven and pours out blessings. And I've always wanted my Lord give it to me, but you know what? He's done that. Awesome. He's put people in my life that's helped me. But I was listening to the man on the radio y'all was talking with. Ben Carson. Things, real mm-hmm. build- yes, sir. And uh, he was talking about rehabilitating prisons and stuff. It was the mindsets of prisoners that's getting out today that's why they ain't making it. Right. Well, um, I don't know if they, if you guys were you know we're working with Prison Fellowship also uh, Chuck Colson's ministry that's trying to take on this problem and uh, we're supporting them right now too because you have to change the mentality and get the person prepared uh, to go back into society and not repeat the mistakes of the past and uh, spiritually it sounds like you've done that but talk to us a little more about what you mean by that. Um, there is. They're families with people. Uh, I'm talking about poverty levels now. Yeah. I'm not talking about middle class levels. Yeah. Um, they don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. They don't have. I'm talking about the families helping their loved ones and the young in the yeah, prison. Yeah, you come out, and if your family does not have any, um, you know, have the ability financially to be able to, you know, maybe help you get on your feet, that's a tougher road. And I think what you heard. Uh, Secretary Carson talking about is he acknowledges that, and so there's got to be a transformation of the community that yeah. these prisoners are returning back to, mm-hmm. uh, where there's going to be opportunity in that community uh, where they, you know, live to begin with when yeah. they go back, and that it looks like a different place, and and there's more opportunity available. So, Dwayne, thank you for that, and I'm glad you're out, and I, I'm very excited about the spiritual changes that uh, that you made in your life. That'll serve you. Uh, but has more value of any than anything else you did that to, to, to change you. I can speak to that in my own life. So we wish you nothing but the best, buddy. Gary and Chelsea. Gary, go right ahead. Thirty seconds. Welcome to the program. Hey, Rick. Um, you know how you have a term for wife bringers? Uh, I think it's WB. WB, yes. Yeah, you need to have a DB for dog bringers. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> hey guys, look out. So and so's coming. Hey, heads up. He's a DB. He's a dog bringer. Yeah, oh, gosh. DB. Yeah, that, you know what? I will write that down. That is a good one. Rick, and that's not defensive, but no, I have a visual of you riding around with Gary and Trixie all over you. Well, well here's <laughs> golly, I, I got to see that. Well, here's the thing: look, jumping all around. It, even if the person, you know, they tell the dog to get in the back, you know, you get into the vehicle, and what do you see? Dog fur everywhere. And uh, and you're like, okay, this is great. Uh, now I've, now I've got to sit in the seat that's got dog hair all over it. Mm-hmm. And see, I don't, I, I, I just didn't... a drop or two of pee. Oh yeah. See, I, see, I, did, <laughs> I got a little excited. Greg, I left my animal at home, which they prefer to be anyway. 
Uh, I left my animal at home because I didn't know whether I would encounter people that might be allergic to my animal, don't want to smell my animal, don't want to be licked Rick, by just my let animal. Me picture you riding with Trixie. That's all I want. Okay, to right. Mm-hmm. I could it's see more, Trixie like up on Rick's shoulder. Yeah, you know, lay across your shoulder. You uh-huh. see what I'm talking about? It's like I don't understand why people don't think like that. <laughs> you to be able to go, well, okay, you know, there's certain things socially that I should think of others. <laughs> you know, right, you know. They put a jacket on them now, call them a. Uh, service dog. Yeah. You can take him anywhere. You I mean, want. What, what would you think? That, hey, that's out of control. By the way, right. out of control. I asked the guy, and y'all know who it is. He's mm-hmm. been here, and I asked him. I said, "It says service dog." I said, "What's that?" He said, "Well, every now and then I lose my balance." I said, "That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. I lose my balance every now and then. I did yesterday. Fell yeah, on the wing of a plane. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, but if your dog is so small, if you lost your balance, you would crush it. I don't know that that's yeah, serving know, you in it, any way. I, I'm not sure what it does to prevent the person. No, I know fall. there's dogs. They are, but that to one, I'm one I'm talking about. They're, they're was, big poodles. They're full size. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get Betty one of those. Oh yeah. That's yeah. not a bad idea. I'd be like Nopey being one. No, yeah, he can't catch him. Nopey, he can't even catch a ride back to the house. That's so funny. Matthew, we're gonna go the break and come back and talk about this story. But go ahead and set it up for us. I'll just give you the headline from Business Insider. Carl's Jr. will become the first major fast food chain to debut a cannabis-infused burger. Mm-hmm. So now we're yeah. going we're to have a cannabis-infused burger uh, as our country continues to be obsessed with cannabis. Isn't that like having open liquor in the car? How does that go with the cash-only deal? Isn't it cash-only, supposedly, for the cannabis? Is there, I hadn't heard that. Well, Isn't that right? We have we been told right. that? Yeah. We'll have the story when we come back. And uh, Matthew's from Colorado Springs. On the Springs, street, he did. So he knows. <laughs> we and know about course, that. Of course, I this, may be wrong. This is in uh, Colorado where where pot is king. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about that next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. One's fat and sexy, and the other sexy and fat. You decide. Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes now past the hour. As uh, we return uh, to music of Sly and the Family Stone, uh, the... The Mueller report looks like uh, Attorney General Barr is holding a news conference now uh, on what will be released from the from the Mueller report. And we do we want to hear some of this, or I mean, we're just guessing um, on whether it's any any meat of any kind. You well, want, let's you want, let's you want, jip it here. You want to peek in there? Yeah. Of the special counsel's report to the chairman and ranking members of the Senate and House Judiciary Committees. The Department of Justice will also make the report available to the American people by posting it on the department's website after uh, it has Have you ever been able to read all through it when they do that? It's just so much. Mm -hmm. I'd like to make a few comments today on the report. Mm, Here we go. Before I do that, I want to thank mm. no, uh, Deputy come on, let's Attorney General it. Rod Rosenstein. Who's the Goldust twin standing behind me? Here today <laughs> for his assistance and counsel twins. throughout this process. Rosenstein, really? Rod, as you know, has served at the department for yeah, nearly yeah, we know what Rod 30 did. years mm-hmm. with dedication and distinction. It's funny how you're acting like he's not in trouble. He's not he's in trouble. He's the one that offered to record to the president. Code name the swamp. He had well deserved plans to step back from public service that were interrupted by my asking him uh, to help in my transition. 
Rod has been an invaluable partner, okay. and right. I am and grateful. He's been an invaluable partner to, to those that were trying to destroy the presidency. And has been able to see the special counsel's investigation through to its conclusion. Thanks, Rod. Oh, he's on that yeah. side, buddy. <laughs> Good night. Does he not like have a handler? I'd also like to thank Special Counsel God, Robert Mueller for his service. Oh, gosh, now Mueller. And the thoroughness of Mueller. his investigation, thorough, particularly right. his work exposing mm -hmm. the nature of Russia's attempts to interfere in our electoral process. Mm -hmm. As Democrats. you know, one of the primary purposes of the spe <laughs> of Special Counsel's yeah. investigation <laughs> was to determine whether President Trump's campaign like or any individual associated with it conspired or coordinated with the Russian government to interfere mm, I get now, in the 2016 so I envision what election. Saturday Night Live will look like. Oh, yeah. oh, oh the beard the guy. Watch, watch Mueller how disappointed he is. He, he's so disappointed. Yeah. As you will see, the special counsel's report states that his, quote, investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. I am sure that all Americans share my concern about the efforts of the Russian government to interfere in our presidential election. As the special counsel report makes clear, the Russian government sought to interfere in our election process. But thanks Always to the special have. counsel's and, thorough and, and so did the Democratic Party. We now know <laughs> that the Russian yeah. operatives yeah. who perpetrated these schemes did not have the cooperation of President Trump or the Trump campaign, or the knowing assistance of any other American, for that matter. Is okay that is something right that now? all Americans can and should be grateful to have confirmed. The special counsel report outlines two main efforts by the Russian government to influence the 2016 election. First, the report details efforts by the Internet Research Agency, a Russian company with close ties to the Russian government, to sow social discord among American voters through disinformation and social media a standard operations. They put stuff that you goofy people Following believe everything you read on Facebook. That's what he's saying. This yep. disinformation campaign, the special counsel brought charges in federal court against several Russian nationals yeah. and entities yeah, never for their up. respective roles in this scheme. Those charges remain pending, and the individual yeah. defendants remain at large. They're in Russia. They're yeah. not yeah. going to get them either. Right. I'd look in Russia. In <laughs> I think I know where they are, right? <laughs> Mother Russia. <laughs> Put some vodka out in a, in a pasture and, and hide. I wonder if one of them pass out in the back like a wedding party. Scheme. I know. It. That'd be I terrible. think, think Rosie's team might. Look at him. He's, he's fading. Why not going to stare? He may hit the eagle back US there. Person, knowingly or intentionally <laughs> Mueller looks like he's got IBS. No, that's not, that's not Mueller. Over here on the floor. <laughs> that's not Mueller. No. No. On the floor, bearded no, wonder. That's beard. That's what I said. I was talking about beard. Is that, I don't know. No, it's not him. Well, he just turned around and called him Mueller, didn't he? No, he was thinking the special... He was thinking the special <laughs> investigator, but he's not there. Okay, he looked around looking for him like he was there. Who's <laughs> okay. goggly eyes over? We're not sure who the bearded wonder is. I don't think he, <laughs> did he say? Is the bearded wonder? <laughs> which, which one's beard? And Hillary Clinton's campaign. Eventually publicizing these documents. Obtaining such unauthorized. Oh, what's funny now? What you doing? I haven't done a thing. I'm over laughing. I haven't touched the cable. 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 I haven't touched the cable
Russian military officers for their respective roles in these illegal hacking operations. Charges are still pending. at large. The special counsel's report did not find any evidence that members of the Trump campaign or anyone associated with the campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in these hacking operations. In other words, there was no evidence of the Trump campaign collusion with the Russian government's hacking. Mm. The special counsel's investigation also examined Russian efforts to publish (laughs) stolen emails and documents on the Internet. The special counsel found that after the GRU disseminated I some he of the quit stolen talking documents, he could hear us and we were in trouble for just a minute. Just a minute. Y'all got to keep it down. The GRU transferred the some of the like stolen materials guy. to WikiLeaks for publication. Did he ever say WikiLeaks who he was? then made a series Pal. of documents. He looked the wrong way for the one of them. Yeah. Also Rod. That was I think Rod he's supposed to be doing sign language. So is Rod the one that's like staring off into the distance, wondering if this will be over? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, hung in a stare. I don't know if he's real. And we don't know who Beard is. I think he's a stand-up. Cardboard. I don't. I think he's a cardboard stand-up. Unless the publisher also participated in the underlying hacking I was conspiracy. So impressed with asking. By the way, who's Beard? Too, I think if you took the beard off, it would be Mueller. Did not find that any person associated with the Trump campaign <laughs> illegally not. participated in the dissemination of the materials. Finally, you know what some of them are hanging on saying proof. Remember when he said if anybody out there can find Hillary's email, maybe the Russians have it. They'd say that was a collusion. I think a joke. No, that was called a joke, dudes. During the 2016 presidential campaign. I laughed hard. After reviewing these contacts, the special counsel did not find any conspiracy to violate U.S. law involving Russian-linked persons and any persons associated with the Trump campaign. So that's the bottom line. After nearly two years of investigation, thousands of subpoenas, hundreds of warrants and witness interviews, the special counsel confirmed that the Russian government sponsored efforts to illegally interfere with the 2016 presidential election, but did not find that the Trump campaign or other Americans colluded in those efforts. After finding no underlying collusion with Russia, the special counsel's report goes on to consider whether certain actions of the president could amount to obstruction of the special counsel's investigation. As I addressed in my March 24th letter, the special counsel did not make a traditional prosecutorial judgment regarding this allegation. Instead, the report recounts 10 episodes involving the president and discusses potential legal theories for connecting those activities to the elements of an obstruction offense. After carefully reviewing the facts and legal theories outlined in the report, and in consultation with the Office of Legal Counsel and other department lawyers, the Deputy Attorney General and I concluded (laughs) that the evidence developed by the Special Counsel is not sufficient to establish that the President committed an obstruction of justice offense. Although the Deputy Attorney General and I disagreed with some of the Special Counsel's legal theories and felt that some of the episodes examined did not amount to obstruction as a matter of law, we did not rely solely on that in making our decision. Instead, we accepted the Special Counsel's legal framework for purposes of our analysis 
and evaluated the evidence as presented by the special counsel in reaching our conclusions. In assessing the President's actions discussed in the report, it is important to bear in mind the context. President Trump faced an unprecedented situation. As he entered into office and sought to perform his responsibilities as president, federal agents and prosecutors were scrutinizing his conduct before and after taking office and the conduct of some of his associates. At the same time, there was relentless speculation in the news media about the president's personal culpability. Yet, as he said from the beginning, that means was there was, speaking. in fact, no oh. collusion. And as the special counsel's report acknowledges, there is substantial evidence to show that the president was frustrated and angered by his sincere belief that the investigation was undermining his presidency, propelled by his political opponents, and fueled by illegal leaks. Nonetheless, the White House fully cooperated with the special counsel's investigation, providing unfettered access to campaign and White House documents, directing senior aides to testify freely, and asserting no privilege claims. And at the same time, the president took no act that in fact deprived the special counsel of the documents and witnesses necessary to complete his investigation. Rod hadn't blinked yet. No, no. I'm telling you, it's yeah, a stand-up. I think it's a stand-up. Yeah, How can you go that long without blinking? I don't know. Rosenstein. He would win a stare-down. All right, so you heard it pretty straightforward. It looks like that what he is summarizing... The report is in, and the Mueller report completely exonerates the president. Now let the liberal media start, yeah, but. <laughs> I know, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but, yeah, pretty, but buddy. Pretty, pretty straightforward. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest Batman alive. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. So uh, the Mueller report is now being summarized by Barr, and he went through it. We commented during it, and we'll chat about that if you have phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. I don't want to point you, while we're, we're about to discuss it a little further, I want to point you to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell and the team at MyPillow.com have done it again. Bubba, we call him the Steve Jobs of sleep. Yes. And now he has added to his arsenal of sleep products giza sheets and uh, these are the most comfortable sheets you've ever slept on uh, he really worked hard to get these to the quality that he that, you know lindale demands quality and uh, so if you'd like to now look at the the giza sheets they're called dream sheets uh, because they help you to sleep in ultimate comfort so now with my pillow you have the world's best pillow you've got the world's best mattress topper that make, turns your mattress into a my pillow from top to bottom, and now you can snuggle in these uh, incredible sheets uh, made with long staple cotton, guaranteed to be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. They're available in a variety of colors. I like the uh, my pillow products. They come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. So if you'd like to find out more, you could get them at 30% off by entering the promo code Bubba at mypillow.com or go to rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. All right, so guys, what do you think? Um, uh, Barr, it, now now he's taking questions. Now, immediately, the media, it sounds like, unless Speedy can uh, can correct me because he's still listening, um, it sounds like they've given up on collusion because Barr could not have made that any more clear 
Uh, I mean, y- y'all, can I can I just point out something? Mm-hmm. I, I think most average people need to think about this. If I did not do something that I'm accused of, and I know I didn't do something I'm accused of, why in the world would I get in the way of somebody investigating it? Why would I try to obstruct the investigation if I'm innocent? Well, they're trying to find, you know, they're, they're, they were wanting for, for Barr to say anything they could hang their hat on. Yeah. And I heard the first question, and Speedy, you can tell me if there's been others. Well, now, you said on the obstruction, meaning we're now leaving collusion, mm-hmm. and we're going to go to obstruction, to your point, Bubba, though, if collusion wasn't there and it's overwhelmingly proven it wasn't there, no one would obstruct the search for something that would exonerate you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think about what you're, what you're saying with that. Yeah. Barr getting a little upset now. The first three questions have been a, on obstruction, and he he, he, he basically they're wanting to know why the final verdict on obstruction look, wasn't look, left look to Congress. Look, look, look how mad they are. Look, how mad they are. I mean, you, hold on, let me let me get Jip back again. out of my headphones here. Hold yeah, on, just Jip a second. That. That's too hold on, just a second. It's going to come in right. I'm trying to remember. Give two one is second. one, right? Yeah, you you go to my computer if you. All right, so. Yeah. Genesis of the Russia investigation and whether assets have been provided to investigate. I missed the one that was screaming. Uh, yeah. no, today I'm really focused just on the process of releasing this report. Attorney Robert Mueller remains a Justice Department employee as of this moment. Will you permit him to testify publicly to Congress? I have no objection to Bob Mueller personally testifying. Uh, um, Mr. Attorney General, it's not just Democrats who have questioned some of the process here. A Republican-appointed judge on Tuesday said you have, quote, created an environment that has caused a significant part of the American public to be concerned about these redactions. You've cleared the president on obstruction. The president is fundraising off of your comments about spying. And here you have remarks that are quite generous to the president, including acknowledging his feelings and his emotions. So what do you say to people on both sides of the aisle who are concerned that you are trying to protect the president? Well, actually, the, the statements about his, his, his uh, sincere beliefs are, for, are, are recognized in the report that there was substantial evidence for that. So I'm not sure what your basis is for saying that I am being generous to the president. You face an unprecedented situation. It just seems like there's a lot of effort to say. He's reporting what the report says. Is there another precedent for it? No, but it's a Okay, so unprecedented is an accurate description, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. What do you say to people who are concerned that you are trying to protect the president? Eric? Eric? There's a lot of public interest in the absence of the special counsel and members of his team. Was he invited to join you up on the podium? Why is he not here? This is his report, obviously. Yeah, we, I thought it was him in the beard, yeah. sir. Hey, this is yeah. a, That's yeah. Ed O'Calley, I think the deputy assistant. They don't understand oh, this process at all. It, it makes your head hurt. Well, Bubba, if I— The, it, the it, Department it, of Justice is the device— they hire an independent investigator or special prosecutor in this case to come in and do something so it will look like it's not tied to anything politically, okay? He gets them the report, and then they have brought that report to the public and shared it. So that that question doesn't even make sense. He's an independent contractor, basically, and he, he, he did a job for the Department of Justice. Barr is the head of the Department of Justice. He wrote... You don't bring in the guy who's doing it to to give the presentation. He did his job. Then they looked at it, right. made the determinations. It's his call then on how all this proceeds after that. I mean, that, well, the problem is, is that they didn't get the answers they wanted, right. and so now it's it's yeah, but yeah, did but you, and what about this and, and yeah, hey, who did, did really? This? Did you hear the girl? She said she said, well, are you going to allow uh, Mueller to testify before Congress? She said, I don't have any problem if he wants to or not as an individual. Sure. 
you know. He doesn't speak for us anymore because he did his job. His job was over when he handed in the report. Right. And uh, he can do whatever he wants to do. Well, don't forget, I love, I love, I love, I love when Barr, because this is, this is, today we just, we just throw words out like we're just taking, you know, just, we're just taking slinging mud and seeing where to hit when he goes, you know, because she said, and unprecedented, he goes, so there's precedent for this? No, well, then it's not unprecedented. <laughs> no, it's if, if, if well, it Rick, can't, she, you, you she, can't use the word unprecedented if there is no precedent. She, she's up there, the yeah. reporter's like, well, you're, you're being kind to the president. You're saying kind, you're talking about his emotion. You're, you're showing him favoritism. He's telling you what the report says. Yeah, the report said that. He <laughs> is telling you what Mueller said. He's telling you what the report says in it. You know, there's still things redacted because we have a thing in our country. It's laws against publicizing grand jury testimony. That's how you get people to testify, okay? Because they know they're not going to be splashed right. around in public, so they'll tell the truth, hopefully. And you know, some of them don't get that. It's just like this thing of trying to get Trump's uh, tax returns. If you can't just go pulling out people's private stuff, which tax returns are supposed to be. Now, if if you make hay with it in the political arena because he won't publicize it, that's one thing. But he still has the same protections that you and I have and everybody else. If he's done a crime, you charge him with it, and, and then you, you can investigate it. Here's what they're saying, if you, want, if you want me just to interpret it. Give us somebody who hates Trump that we can ask questions. <laughs> and secondly, Trump is out rubbing our noses in it, and it's your fault. Yeah. 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 She's mad. She's mad because he's fundraising. Right, right. Yeah. That he was found innocent of something he didn't do. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should. Like the views and run now, brother, because you ain't got a lot of time. Don't you act surprised when it all goes to hell on your dime. Six minutes past the hour. A brand new Rick and Bubba hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. 25 years of the Rick and Bubba show, and a brand new hour is underway right now. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all on the field. Jalen Fruithurst taking phone calls. Well, actually, Adler's taking phone calls. Fruithurst has got uh, the live YouTube option for you. Watch us on YouTube live or on uh, or go back and do the archives if you want to uh, also you can listen to us on america's boldest radio stations the rick and bubba tune in app or the podcast archives welcome back there's bill bubba bussy rick glad to be here and thank all of you for being part of the fun How bizarre. bank nine material How coming your way How bizarre. potential bank nine wacky world Ooh, baby. Bubba, the match is uh, the picture of you sitting down, and they say in this corner, a 300-pound burglar. Over in this corner, a great-grandma with a baseball bat. Uh-oh, <laughs> and uh-oh. let the magic begin. Uh, a Florida great-grandmother armed with a baseball bat on Sunday taught a 300-pound burglar uh, a little lesson. He tried to break into her car, uh, and he got taught a very valuable lesson. Don't mess with grandma 
No. Uh, and, and I understand there's some Bank 9 in here. Yes, there is. Enjoy News Channel 10's coverage. It was early Sunday morning when Clarice Ganey said that she heard a noise outside her apartment. She peeked out her window to see a large, please say 300-pound okay. man pulling on her car door handle and knocking on its window, attempting to break in, all while only wearing his boxers. <laughs> so I grabbed my bet. I braced myself. Oh, Bubba. I braced myself. I opened, I eased the door open. That's when Ganey says five foot six, 300 pound Antonio oh, Mosley charged her. Little did he know she was a high school softball player, a 65 year old slugger. I tucked that bed and hit him upside a paya. He's out. That's when police say Mosley ran to a nearby mobile home park, leaving behind his jeans, shirt, and a sock. He was in his, he was in his rows. He didn't have no shoes on, no shirt, or nothing. Police say a canine unit tracked Mosley down inside a mobile home with new pants on and cocaine in his pocket. Sure. Officers brought him back to Ganey to identify him. I said, yeah, I said, that's him right there. They said, Miss Ganey, he got a big nut on his head. Mosley was booked in the Alachua County Jail with two charges of burglary that's and better. drug possession. If he better be glad I didn't have a gun, because I would have shot him. But this is my gun right here, because I want going paya. Got tickled at herself. <laughs> How about I love her? Oh, so kapuya, kapuya, and your boy that hell just came in. I looked at my, opened my door and I looked out my door and started hitting me in my head. I took out running, ran to my restroom and then I called my mama to see what she all right. He said, Kapuya, Kapuya. <laughs> yeah, that's similar. Very similar. similar. Very similar. That's a bank now yeah, we already got. Yeah, that's that funny. So, I, how about so I love that lady good. right there? Oh, good, good for her. Me? I good want to take her. her to Golden Corral and say, have at it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you kidding me? God, I oh. love her so much. So I, I wish she'd have got two bed. swings in on him. Yeah. I brace myself. I brace myself. I open, I ease the door open. That's when Ganey says five foot six, three hundred pound Antonio Mosley charged her. Little did he know she was a high school softball Rick. player, mm. a sixty-five year old slugger. Mm -hmm. I tucked that bed and hit him upside a paya. He's out. That's when police say Mosley ran to a nearby mobile home park, leaving behind him. Uh, I gotta have that. I got to have any bank nine tomorrow. <laughs> no shoes on, no shirt, or nothing. Please say a canine unit tracked Mosley down inside a mobile home with new pants on and cocaine huh. in his pocket. Officers brought him back to Ganey to identify him. I said, yeah, I said, that's him right there. They said, Miss Ganey, he got a big nut on his head. <laughs> Mosley was booked in the Latchua County Jail with two charges of burglary and drug possession. If he better be glad I didn't have a gun, because I would have shot him. But this is my gun right here, because I want going paya. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Kapuya, Kapuya. <laughs> I said, Bow. You know what? She's oh, in charge Ganey. of the neighborhood watch program. She oh, watched oh, him run yeah. after she hit him. She did. She so hit much. him and he watched him get out of there. Drug and he fused. found his pants with his cocaine in them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, why is he taking his clothes off? Well, He's in his drawers. Rick, that's what everybody does. She did say five, six, three hundred, right? Yeah, yeah, five, yeah, six, three hundred. Right, right. When you have the host jump on you, you got to take your clothes off. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I like when she she was mocking him, yelling when she hit him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh.
I'll tell you one place he won't go back. No, he will no, not. No, he won't. After God. he gets out in 20 years. And he deserves yeah. it. Miss Ganey. And he ought to be thankful she didn't have a gun. He shot him. Right. She got That's her gun right God here, lead. though. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you love to sit down and have a conversation with her? Mm-hmm. I, absolutely, I would. That's why we're yes. going to the Golden Corral. Gold, I mean. Whatever you want. It's here. It's here. All right, so uh, we'll put that in Bank 9, and that'll that'll live forever. Now, you mentioned this, Bubba. We had a caller last hour, and then we got into watching, uh, and I got your text, by the way, and that, I did feel like I was being addressed by him instead of. Oh, uh, no, I got to laugh. Uh, Attorney General Barr. But, yeah. but if you missed that, uh, the, the Mueller report, a nutshell, uh, it has exonerated Trump of everything. There is a lightly redacted version that is being made public, and the parts that are redacted are because of the legal protections of grand jury testimony. A completely unredacted version will be shared with leaders of Congress uh, coming up in the near future. And he also said he had no problem with Bob uh, Mueller testifying uh, before Congress if he so choose to do so. So that kind of kept us from unpacking the Carl's Jr. Colorado story about a— There's uh, a catch to this story, though, Rick, and uh, I don't know if you saw it or not. There's a cannabis story, so we'll come back with this. Now, we're giving time, of course, uh, from—what's from, um, uh, his name from Owens Crossroads? Uh, Jenkins? Jenkins. Jenkins. Because yeah. I know this is a big day for Jenkins. Oh yeah, he's well, a big we fan of cannabis. We he drink, give he, you the whole story and tell you the catch that I think may may hurt this promotion. He, he wants us to live in a world where we eat, drink, smoke, and wear cannabis. Yeah, so oh, yeah. drink yeah. raw milk. With We're it. gonna build houses out of it. Right, make rope. Every rope. We're gonna be born in a home with somebody helping our mama, who's had all the cannabis she ever wanted in her entire life. And then she's going to get yeah. back on her feet, drink milk, nope. milk right yeah. out of the teeth. Right yeah. Non-pasteurized milk. Non-pasteurized milk. We'll Louis come back. Pasteur is so upset today. Cannabis burgers. We'll try to unpack the story for you right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're back. 19 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. All right, so we've been talking about uh, the, the, wow. it's a what cannabis cannabis burger uh, that Carl's Jr. will now in the, the land of Mary Jane, Colorado. Rick, Carl's Jr. will be testing out a cannabis burger to stay at the forefront of the sea. BD trend. Mm-hmm. The chain said on Wednesday that it will sell the Rocky Mountain High uh-huh. Cheeseburger Delight. <laughs> now, Rick, it's only going to be at one location in Denver, and right. here's the catch it's only for one day only. One day only. Here we go. And of course, April the 20th, 420. 420. Come on with it. Somebody say it. Now, Rick, the burger features a sauce infused with CBD, or it's a non-psychoactive uh, hemp derivative. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't, if it doesn't have all of that, why why is everybody fired up about yeah. it? Yeah, 
Symbolic, being sharp. Well, yeah, and, you know, this is that thing we hear. You know, if you hear people talk about cannabis, you would think that no matter what the world's ill or problem is, cannabis is the answer. Yeah, you got. I, mean, look, I got some I, people claiming we're going to run cars on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. There's things and there's chemicals and there's molecules. We call them drugs that mm-hmm. uh, help various problems. Sure. Uh, I'll just but, take relief. But I'll factor. be honest with you. I mm. think the the cannabis thing's been oversold just a little bit. I mean, it can't. Don't you gonna write? You gonna, you're gonna get Jenkins on the bus. Even penicillin <laughs> doesn't cure everything. Okay, right. it's uh, there's a limit, and uh, it's been a little oversold at the current. I think, uh, which will probably uh, blow back on them a little bit. But Rick, with it only available for one day. If you're a cannabis fan, I don't know that you can get there on any one given no, day. No, you can't. Being on time and schedule, I don't think would be you know one of the assets there that would go with that. All right, yeah, one of our buddy, one it. of our buddies say said when we did this segment that we need to also research Jimmy Buffett. He just released yeah. his own cannabis brand mm-hmm. called Coral Reefer. Yeah, Coral okay, Reefer. Coral Reefer. But there's a lot of people look. You <laughs> so can, he's you, going to hamburger too. Uh, nah, we, nah, well, nah. Guys, we were talking about this, and I know when we first said it, I, I know Bubba, you were like, Rick, surely you don't have all that right till you heard it yourself. <laughs> that we have a major broadcast company that we're on some of their stations <laughs> that runs ads that you can invest in their new yeah marijuana yeah. business. Yep, and um, with, uh, Snoop Dogg's in there. People mm-hmm. looking down the road, they say it becomes legal everywhere. Y- you know. There's a side of me too. When you invest in a company, you want to have confidence in the people who are running it. And I, you know, if they're partaking of the product, I don't know that I would be a big fan of that. You know. Well, you know, it, it, can it be cannabis? But <laughs> at, at the can it be? I, I think what we find out, <laughs> look, if, if, when you get down to the end of it all, and I understand all the other angles and all this and medical, I, I've heard it all, and I certainly understand the different angles, but. If we all want, you know, sometimes you like just like we were watching the attorney general a minute ago. He should have just said, "Here's the bottom line: y'all want me to get somebody up here on the mic that doesn't like Trump. No matter what I tell you about this Mueller report, you're going to still have things you, that you're going to say that I'm hiding from you. Uh, so at the end of the day, you guys uh, are supporters of one political party. Most of you, that political party's losing power. You don't like Donald Trump. You don't like that he calls you names. You don't like that he makes fun of you, and you're mad." Uh, in this particular case, you'll find at the end of all the canna- cannabis hype, it really is no more complicated, just like I talk about the lottery people and the gambling people. At the end of all these things, what you have are people who want to gamble and get high. That's it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, they have to come up with a better presentation of that because if you said, I just want to gamble and I just want to get high, uh, whichever one of these two camps you're in, if you're both of them, then you do both. But if they just said that, then you know, then people would just easily go, "Well, I don't know that I really want that around in, in my in my community." But if you play all these other angles, then it gets confusing, and people start thinking, "Well, no, that doesn't sound so bad." Mm-hmm. Um, and just like somebody said to me yesterday, you remember us talking about with like meth, you know, just like smoking. Now I understand the people who got addicted to these things when we didn't know all the information we right. know now. Right. But if, if you, as we said, I think it was yesterday's show, if you see somebody with their teeth rotted out and they're picking their skin because they think bugs are on them all the time and they pick, they pick sores on their skin and, and you see that they went from being a productive citizen to they just stay in a trailer or a little house all day and just sit on the couch and lay there, you start thinking, well, dang, I don't think I really want to try that. But you know what somebody told me? That he said, I'll tell you, he said that point's valid. That's the reason why you need to know why people end up on meth. They start with marijuana. Because if you That's were clear thinking and you always were thinking, you would look at what's yeah. happened with people on meth and you'd never try it. Right. But if you start marijuana and you're sitting there high and everybody brings it out, 
then all of a sudden you, 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 your mind's been altered and you might partake of something you wouldn't have taken if you had not been high. The, the one this, part of this all of thing, this. This thing of acting like that anything that gets you high isn't a gateway to other things that get you high. I'm sorry, folks. That's just lunacy. The one thing about all this, I really and I don't, don't mean follow. everybody has that problem, but it certainly causes you, that problem. You know, we have gone out of our way in various forms, some socially, some politically, some legally, to completely attempt to destroy the tobacco industry, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all admit that has been done to them because sure. we decided through science that inhaling smoke into your lungs was bad. It caused cancer, a lot of other things. So we, it, it seemed like we were kind of headed in the healthy, correct direction on that overall. I mean, there's arguments can be made about how it was done. That's fine. But, but we've replaced it now by people smoking marijuana that by scientifically it looks like is much worse. We know it's a gateway, and we're just approving that and promoting that at levels never before. And it's just odd to me that we were so intent on smoke going into your lungs being bad just a few years ago that we completely wiped out farmers and industry and all this stuff, and now we're just replacing it with another industry that does the same thing that's actually worse for you. It's just strange to me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't follow the logic in this as a society, as a culture. Yeah, it doesn't really make it well, and you also see, I noticed this again the other day watching that, that movie Highwaymen. I don't know if y'all have noticed this. Hollywood will pretend that they hate smoking, but every <laughs> single movie you watch, they smoke uh, like stacks through the whole movie because they it's think. like a freight train. Well, because they think when they get the camera and they create the cinematography, they know that people look cool smoking on, 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 the, on the screen because they, they like the way the smoke's around somebody's face when they're thinking about something. You see somebody stressed out, and the guy's talking to you, and he says, I'll tell you what, and that smoke comes out. Yeah. They know they, they, Undoubtedly, they've come to the conclusion they think that's cool, yeah. but then they'll turn right around to a public service announcement telling you not to smoke. <laughs> but every single product you, you look at that they put out, everybody's smoking as if it's cool. Yeah, it's just, it I, does, I, don't, I, mean, I don't follow. I just needed some kind of logic I can jump on the wagon here and so hang on. if you, Bubba, to your point, if we wanted to take, like, sometimes you just got to break things down to what we're really saying so people can grasp it. I'm that kind of person. Don't beat around the bush with me. I may not, I may not be able to find it. Just point me to where you want me to go. All right. But what we're really saying is don't smoke cigarettes, smoke joints. <laughs> That's it. Right. I mean, I know, that's, that's I, how, I, know, I know you can get synthetic marijuana. But I'm talking about the smoking of marijuana, okay? If you smoke marijuana, you, marijuana, we're saying smoking marijuana good, smoking tobacco bad. I mean, that's what we're saying. And, and how we've come up to that, with that determination, I've, I'm gray on. Hey, are you a smoker? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, we got no tolerance. You know, no, wait a minute. I'm a pot smoker. Oh, well, you're, you're hip and mod. <laughs> we should all be more like you. <laughs> I mean, matter of fact, you're smoking something that might save the world. Uh, so that is what we. I, I, I don't think that's an oversimplification. No, no, it isn't. And it's just it's very confusing to a lot of us that's sitting on the side watching. We're I, trying to figure out the the where we're moving here, and it's just not and, not and, good. And I'll go this far. Well, man, there's some good things that we could do with it. Okay, there's probably some good things we can do with tobacco. I remember my. Yeah, I had a wash uh, sting. Yeah. You, 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 ever have, you, you ever have your relatives take tobacco and put it on your wash oh, sting yeah. and your yeah. bee sting? Draw it out? Because mm-hmm. you know they had it on them. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no doubt. No so doubt. what I would say is if we want to look at the good sides 
of cannabis and all these different things. I'm so confused the difference in hemp, cannabis, know, so. weed, marijuana, devil's lettuce. All, I mean, it's all mm-hmm. confusing. But if you, want, if, if you want to get the Too root, names. let's, say, let's you know? say that I'm the speaker at the cannabis conference, okay? And I come to the market. Or people, you're at the hemp conference. Well, what, they're all included. <laughs> okay. You know what? I've got, I call it the CHM. <laughs> Cannabis, hemp, marijuana. I'm here. <laughs> and I'm at the CHM, and, and everybody's so excited. They're like, Rick has joined. The, he's here. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we've seen some things that may be able to be helpful from, uh, from this product, but I would like to say well, let's not do anything other than research those things. No smoking at getting high. How, how soon would I be invited back to the CHM? Not much. Probably escorted out. Let's let's only develop pro- let's dollar. only develop products that does not include mind altering. Yeah. But let's look at the other and that only the other stuff. Let's not have anything to do with. I don't think I'm going to be a very popular speaker at the conference. Nope. Bottom of the hour, we'll be back. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming up next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. It is 35 minutes past the hour. You got the Rick and Bubba show. Somebody say, la-da-da-da-da, la-da-da-da. Let's all sing it together when we go to the phones at 866-WE-BE-BIG. International, uh, and uh, of course, those of you out in the audience, we've been talking about this. Uh, you know, a good bit. Two hundred fifty kids were trying to be spon- trying to be sponsored directly to the show. In order to be part of that, go to compassion.com/bubba. Uh, certainly, you'll be helping out a child, but I'm going to tell you the experience and the impact on your family uh, will be just as valuable. Uh, there, there's just something about this process. Uh, that uh, is life-changing for all involved, including the person who's sponsoring the child. Uh, so if you'd like to find out about this and, and how this could be a blessing for you while you impact another human being, their family, and their community, which really the basics, the basic needs. We're talking about you know, immunizations. We're talking about health screenings, hygiene training, access uh, you know, that ensures growth, nutrition, medical care when needed, and also the spiritual health of the individual and their community as Compassion International works through a church that they, a Christian church, uh, that they have uh, vetted out uh, the- theologically, and et cetera, and it's right there in that community. So if you'd like to find out more about how you could be part of this, go to Compassion.com slash Bubba. If you'd rather talk to somebody, you can call 855-293-2323. There's also a link to Compassion International, RickandBubba.com, under the sponsors button. To the phones we go. Look, we knew it. We we knew it would wake up Jenkins, oh, and, and there there Jenkins. The hotline went off. That's in Owens right. Crossroads. Jenkins, <laughs> the red phone started flashing. Jenkins, you probably cleaning up after a birth there in the back bedroom, <laughs> sipping on some some milk you just squeezed out, and uh, probably wearing a, a vest made of hemp. Uh, it's got to be a big day for you, Jink. 
Well, look, I swore I was never going to call back again because last time I called in, you asked me why I cared so much. And I promise you put some type of voodoo on me because my brain just locked up. Probably because you've been smoking, Puck. Ah. <laughs> but, uh, oh. but I, I mean, that could be it. But you, but it was a pretty simple question. If you don't know why you care so much, you need to go find that out. Well, I, I did know. The thing is, I knew you think the only reason I care is because I want to smoke it. And that, I could not get that thought out of my head. And my, my brain Well, I'll tell you why it couldn't get out of your up. head, because you've been smoking. <laughs> Your so brain, your brain's not working the way it once did. So let me tell. No you matter how why. much milk you drank out of the cow, <laughs> directly. I care about hemp specifically. Well, there's a couple things, but the the main thing is the CBD oils. You guys don't give it enough credit. I mean, I wish more people that are using the CBD oils that have benefited from it, you know, would call in to 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 give some anecdotal evidence to you guys. No, no, it's, it's I, I don't real. have a problem with that. And let me be clear, because I'm messing with you know that, but I want to be clear about this. If we want to do research on the the significance of the C, was it CBC? Is that what it's called? CDC? What's it called? Uh, the CBD, the, I thought. The, the CBD, I the oils, uh, the, Charlie the, the benefit of, of hemp and materials, you know, if they can legitimize themselves, in a free market as a better product are the answer. It's kind of like when the Obama administration tried to create a market for green energy and green jobs, but the it was an artificial market and it didn't work. Right. But but I but I would well, but, right. But I would be willing to if these things want to advance, that's fine. But I, what I would say is, would the people who go out and march and jump up and down and believe that hemp and and these oils are the answer to the, all the ills of the world, would they be willing for me to say, but I want to exempt any consumption of the part of the marijuana plant that causes the mind to be altered? If we would remove that out and only research the non-parts of this that, that will not alter the mind at all, I would be for that. That'd be fine. Well, I think you'd be surprised about the people that are out there that, that would be fine with that. You know, because the thing is, hemp is legal now, right now. Right. And and people are okay with that. But here's the thing, Rick. I think we can also agree, you know, on the fact that getting high, you know, under very, very, very few circumstances is good. Like morally, socially, you know, that's, that's, that's not a good thing. I think we can agree on that. Where we might disagree is on the fact, and really, you know, this is what I've talked about for a long time, is the fact we don't need to be putting people in jail you know, for, for, for that. You know, I, I think it's an issue with our society. You know, the question is, you know, why are people turning to drugs the way that they're doing it? You know, I, I don't think that's a good thing. But the question is, okay, what's the strategy about, you know, going about stopping it? Well, you know that, what I mean? Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I, got, I got no problem. Yeah, I, I got no, I got no problem. We can have those discussions. But what I think you need to do and the people that uh-huh. you, you yeah. need, we need to drop all of this. We need to start violating current federal law and have states that turn into sanctuary pothead places and, and where you can go and, and buy something to get high uh, at, at every corner. And, and you know, and, and then all, and, and that's what the, because I, I really see, when I see people investing in it from a celebrity standpoint, they're investing in people can, can take synthetic marijuana, they can, they can uh, eat marijuana gummy bears, they can put, marijuana under their tongue they can smoke marijuana all to get high i don't see the same enthusiasm for the things you're talking about which you and i would agree on if these things produce what they may be capable of producing what i'm saying is that i don't fall victim to the lottery people 
the lottery people want to sing you a song that they're just here to save the world when at the heart of it that we're, we they want to set up one of the most corrupted uh, set, you, what you'll have in these states, if you go to these lottery states, what you realize is that what has really happened is there's become one party, and that's the lottery party. And the lottery is corrupt. It takes over everything. The money doesn't get to where it was supposed to go. And at the end of it all, the only people that are happy are the people who just want to gamble. And and so that's the problem with these kinds of movement when it features something that that is a, 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 a detriment to society uh, or a detriment to to the people, those things seem to take the forefront, and all these good deeds and all this wonderful things that were supposed to happen, you know, don't happen. And and I think it's uh, wrong for anyone to be demonized that says I don't want to live in a society that features big time gambling. I don't want to live in a Las Vegas. I don't want to live in Biloxi. I don't want to live down next to the casino with all that comes with that. And I don't want to live in a state where everybody's buying marijuana, uh, you know, at every little shack that sets itself up and walking around the street smoking dope. I don't want to live in that kind of society, and I certainly have the right to stand against it. Sure, certain, certainly you do. I think, you know, the, the fact is, though, we, we need to come up with a better strategy, perhaps, and, and uh, you know, of not putting people in jail. I think I made myself clear, and, and I think well, that's we a whole other topic. a lot. You that, know, but that's a completely different topic. we're on the topic. same page there. Yeah. One yeah. last thing, one last thing I, before y'all cut me off. I want to do say the other side of the coin is on the agricultural spectrum. You know, hemp, industrial hemp can replace cotton, and by doing that, it's going to really reduce the environmental footprint because well, cotton, it, you know, I don't know if you know, it, it's sprayed with tons of chemicals. It's very... Uh, water intensive hemp does not need pesticides. It does not need defoliants. If it's um, a better it product, it. if it's a better product oh, on merit, I'm all stand. for it. Yeah. Let it stand. It if, it, if it's a it better is. product on product on merit, I have no problem with that. And look, uh, I I think too. Oh, um, what what's his name? I'm sorry, Jenkins. Jenkins. Yep. Jenkins. I want to call him Owen Jenkins. If we could get molecules and, and some type of chemical from poison oak and, and it be used to help people medically, we don't have a problem with that. But it has to be regulated. It has to be used the right way. Chris in Auburn. Hello? Hey, Chris. You're on, buddy. Go ahead. Up late. Hey, guys. Uh, just to let you know, I've been listening to you guys since Thank you. the mid-'90s. Uh, I lived in Gunnersville. You guys were were – uh, just funny as I've been through the Mr. Lucky way before even Mr. Lucky. Thank you very much. So this is the first time I've called some monkey grass. Oh, first um, time. Go ahead. Uh, the, I know we're talking about marijuana, which mm-hmm. never worked for me because mm-hmm. I didn't do that until college, and I ate four boxes of macaroni and cheese and went to sleep. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> 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 but I, I, I will tell you this: I am an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and nobody ever talks about that. Nobody ever says anything. I've had nine joint surgeries, and that's from running into people as hard as I could until I was 26 years old. Uh, when the doctor stopped prescribing me pain pills, alcohol took over that. If I didn't have the most wonderful human being that has ever taken a breath of air my wife to save my life to wake me up one morning and look at me and tell me that you're not the man i married mm-hmm. i i would not be the man i am today well you, uh, i think I, I think i think we need to have more conversation about the alcohol also 
alcohol is a drug. It is a drug. And look, I'm I'm fine with with people, you know, having spirits and and, and having a good time. Uh, just like with the marijuana, I guess people go home and and uh, relieve their day with a coke or a, or whatever, however that works. Uh, but I would like to just throw that out there about the alcohol. No, the we, alcohol yeah, but I, I, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm not trying to, to interrupt you, but you just missed it. But we've probably talked about the alcohol issue every single time this topic has come up. Because, I think you're making our point. Yeah, here. you're yeah. making the point. What I would say is, certainly, we don't want more of your situation and all marijuana breeds is another way for people to get their minds altered that leads to the problems that you found yourself in. in. Now, I've often said that there is a version of some – there are people out there that drink a glass of wine with dinner and have a cold beer or two after they've cut the grass or come home from work, and they never alter their minds, they never get drunk, and they don't cause any problems. I've never known a version of I smoked a joint, but it didn't alter my mind. And I've I've made that point every time, but – your point is valid. I've never understood that alcohol alcohol destroys lives. Let's get something else that destroys lives. Who are we to deny another thing that'll destroy lives? And uh, to me, I, I think that, yeah. The, the point is, we, we don't want to open any more Pandora's boxes than we ha- that we've already got open. Right. And if if alcohol were eradicated from planet Earth tomorrow, I'd be fine with me. Uh, Thirteen minutes to the top of the hour. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming up. We'll say hello to the Golden Ticket Seats. We'll hit any headlines that we may have missed this hour. Stay close. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to We're back. Knees. It's eight Bubba, minutes Bubba, now, seven Bubba. minutes to the top of the hour. Golden Ticket Seats. Richmond Ward is here. Uh, also, Winnie Ward uh, celebrating an anniversary oh. with us today. One, two, happy anniversary, baby. I got you on my mind. And we wish them many, many more. Adam, Dean, and Rominger is here. There they are on the back row. David, Tondra, and Jillian Murphy all here today in the Golden Ticket Seats. They take with them a pound of BuzzBox coffee, the world's most delicious coffee. Top 1% Arabica, 10% goes to the Bronner Burgess Memorial Fund. We could be sending you the best coffee you've ever tasted right to your door. If you never tried it, we'll send you a pound for a dollar. Go to rickandbubba.com and look on that uh, special. You'll see the BuzzBox logo. Everybody takes home a Rick and Bubba double CD today, too, from the past 25 years. Bubba, we have a story. Boy, this one, we got us a... A large shark here. Yeah, Rick, just in time for uh, everyone to get out of school and head to the beach. Uh, They are confirming that a shark that is named, and we were discussing how to say this in the break, C-O-S-T-A. I think Miss Miss Costa or Miss Costa. Costa. Miss Costa, like the glass. A Mm -hmm. 1,688-pound 
shark has been spotted, Rick, uh, electronically off the coast of Panama City Beach. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Greg, how do we come up with this weight? Clearly an estimate. But, right. I mean, they're going by the last time they caught her, how many years it had been, and you know, estimated her size. Yeah, She's a big one. She it, is a big one. It was tagged up in the uh, in the northeast. Let's see. At uh, It was back in 2016, mm-hmm. September 23rd in Nantucket. Um, and now they, they estimate, at the time, it was 12 <laughs> foot 6 inches long. Amen. They estimate that she could be between 14 and 15 foot today. I yeah. always wonder if I, if they hate that antenna they got on them. You know, the they shark. don't know it's there, Greg. They, they, know. they don't know it's they there. They gotta know it. Of Greg, course. I wouldn't want to drive from to Nantucket to Panama City Beach, mm-hmm. but uh, to swim there is another thing. It's like their life you know? 360. Every time they, they, it comes up out of the water, it sends a boop. How's it do? But Greg, Greg, how do we get to now, the, the number six? That's how they find it. How do we get to the number 1688? I mean, could they not just say we think she weighs around 1,600 pounds? Right. Yeah. Her age and size, probably about 16. Now, Rick, they say it's not totally unusual she for, may be great, fat. for great white sharks to swim through the Gulf of Mexico. I'd like for it to be. Uh, <laughs> but they said for her to be cruising through the Florida panhandle is significant uh, for a ping to be heard from a female that far north in the Gulf this time of year uh-huh. is rare. Oh, boy. That brought it home. I don't like that. Look at that thing. Everybody enjoying headed down to PC right now? Mm-hmm. Thought this is just South Africa stuff, didn't you? Look at that. Australia. They hate that on them. Yeah. Well, this is one of those things where we, oh, they we don't Greg, they don't have rearview mirrors. They don't know it's there. They can feel it. They can feel it. It's like Something it's probably right like an earring. It's like an earring. You don't even. It's pay one of those things that we, on behalf of animals, decide what they can and can't feel, yeah. <laughs> and and where they should and shouldn't mm-hmm. live. Oh no, dogs love to be put in a box every night. They love that. They're they dead like animals. It. Sure, yeah. who doesn't like that? Oh no, no, don't give them a lot of space. That just makes them nervous. <laughs> I bet when they first put it on there, it, it starts swimming kind of like this. Kind of. It was probably so, it was probably so happy to be back in the water. It didn't. Yeah. Well, I wish I was point. twelve feet tall. Yeah, uh, that'd be sharp. That'd be awesome. How man. about that? You look uh, like a freak. That's, that's a, a big old shark. Big yeah, buddy. Shark. Mm. It's a big salty. How about dog. it's out there just swimming around too? That's yep. an eating machine right there. Golly. What's gonna happen? She gonna eat somebody just left Club La Vida, and she gonna and she gonna be drunk for a little while. <laughs> yeah. She go, wow, edibles. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's got a kick to it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole new twist on it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How about it's pretty cool? Though. We don't, I mean, we don't can, need that in PC. All kidding aside, you can you can go and look at the map of these sharks and see when they've you know the last time they've oh, electronically yeah, cool. checked in where they've been. I mean that's a that's that's pretty cool to be. They able to do track cover that some stuff. ground. Oh, I know. <laughs> Would you amazing. rather not know? I'm a marine biologist now. I am because I, I know they don't like. Let me tell you what this means. If that. she can go from Nantucket to PC, yeah. Well, then, then PC um, to Destin ain't nothing. Uh, the Panhandle. Is oh, so, so, so wherever you are, she's got, hey, she's, and wherever you are, there's a chance. And Rick, that's PC a long way. You, you got to go all the way around the the bottom of Florida to come up. How there's do you no shortcut. Up? That's right. <laughs> like a medical <laughs> procedure there, guys. That, that just tells us there's there's a lot more. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is yeah. one we're tracking. Mm. Yep, there's a lot more. I didn't think we were gonna have to deal with great whites in the Gulf. I didn't either. I didn't either. Well, how about this, Rick? You might rethink well, that because you can. Yeah. I tell you, you what, I'm not going to have to deal with it unless it jumps up in the swimming pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it does that, you're in trouble. Ain't getting out there. It's Sharknado to you. Yeah, yeah. I know it. Oh, yeah. If it comes flying through there, That's we're in true. trouble. Yeah. That, that can happen. Looking at her tracker, she was a little confused, it looked like, at one time. 
You, you know, know why? She, well, she, she, she got yeah. that thing stuck in her finger. That's yeah. right. Oh. She's trying to get that out of her fin. I don't think she her. had a plan <laughs> where she was going to go. She just swimming, and that's where she ended up. Yeah. I tell you where she was at. Because honestly, they, we know they can't read maps if Black no. Panthers can't. You know? <laughs> well, wow, look at that. Look at there. She's kind yeah, of around. Nice. Wow. That's just her area. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot of territory. I think she said, look, y'all going to stab me with this thing and leave it in me. I'm going to take y'all for a ride. That's right. Keep up with it. And I'm going to lead a lot more down here with me. Y'all buckle up and get ready. Mm-hmm. Come on. Destin, Panama mm-hmm. City, Gulf Shores. Here you know we why? She's not going somewhere. She can't find a date. That's right. That's good. That's just, <laughs> just straight knows up. where they're at. Probably already had a couple kids, too. Oh, sure. Kids. Absolutely. He's made my back pop. <laughs> and those, those genetics are just being cranked sure. out. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, Mama was big. Guess who else is going to be big? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daughter, son. Mm-hmm. Oh, big top of the hour. Thanks for being with the Rick and Bubba show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.